This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sticks and Stones podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Stone Fredrickson. I'm the host of this show where I like to sit down, talk with content creators, entrepreneurs, investors to try to get as much valuable information that I possibly can for you and I, so that way we could become successful. Um, and today I sit down with Drew Ford. He's, he's a well-known TikToker in the uh, personal development space. He's been blowing up recently. Uh, he gained over 100,000 followers in less than 45 days. That's that's nuts. It's, it's more than I even grew uh, with both my accounts So uh, in, in that time span. So we talk, uh, we, we sit down, we talk about how he was able to do that, how you can do that, how he started, how he overcame the fear of being judged. Um, and we also talk about his story, uh, how he made a lot of his money in pest control, door to door sales, what he learned about that, what his goals are moving forward, um, you know, his top three books. What he's learned from reading books, why why he believes you and I should be reading more books, and uh, we just get into a lot uh, of other very interesting things that I think could really really benefit you. So uh, I had a blast sitting down with Drew. It was it was amazing. Please be sure to check out all of his links and socials in the, uh, in the description down below. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and also just share it with one person. That's all I'm asking. Just share this podcast with one person you know. It could be brother, sister, family member, mom, dad, cousin, whoever, uh, or a random person. Whoever it is, just share it with one person. That'll mean the world to me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. All right. So, Drew, thank you so much for coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. All nervous. Yeah, I know. I, I my My podcast is not like uh, – a lot of other ones that you'll probably be on. Um, it was in the beginning. Like I, when I started this, it was it was super. Uh, all right, thank you so much for for coming on the Sticks and Stones podcast. We're gonna be, you know, I'm super excited to talk to you. The whole, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just like I, I was. Just, it was just so like uh, it's so uh, interviewee and yeah. so pressy, and it's not like organic. And the whole reason why I started this was because I would have so many good zoom calls with so many like cool people and i would like uh record them and listen back to them and i'm like holy shit these should be podcast and then when i did podcasting didn't really end up going that way heck yeah no i like it i was actually curious about that since you started this how how long has it been by the way uh i think you're my 15th or 16th okay so 16 weeks 15 weeks okay that's awesome it's a four months thing. So when you, because I feel like I do this a lot when I start something new. Since you started a podcast and you're kind of the interviewer guy, have you been diving into like all the best podcasts ever and really just studying questions different? Like I think of like Joe Rogan, obviously. I think of like Impact yeah. Theory. Do you like watch them differently now and like see how they kind of question people and stuff? 100%. And Joe Rogan, uh, Full Send Podcast, Ice Coffee Hour, all of them have really like played a huge part into, into how I kind of do my interviews, uh, especially Joe. Like Joe like is literally just a one-on-one conversation. He's like, well, yeah. I'm bringing you on to, to talk to you. Like I'm not yeah. bringing you on to be like, okay, uh, you know, what do you do in this situation? Or what do you, you know, it's just like if, it, if they cross that path, they cross that path. But if not, so Ooh. what? Coffee hour, by the way, I haven't heard of. Iced coffee hours. Graham, Stefan, and uh, and his assistant love- Jack. Yeah. Oh, Graham's a beast. I love Graham. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's it, it. That one's that one's awesome. They like. Um, they had like Alex Ramosi on uh, a bunch of like really big uh, YouTubers, content creators. That's why I like it too, because it's around like content. Uh, they they talk about like you know. Uh, YouTube, the algorithm, shit like that. TikTok, the rise of TikTok. I actually like. Uh, I was actually listening to them while uh, they were not on TikTok, 
And that was kind of like my motivation of starting my creative agency uh, because there was a lot of people on YouTube that are not on TikTok. And all they needed to do was just like clip up their shit and, and, and put it on, on TikTok. And so I kept reaching out to him. I think I sent him, Jack, and um, Alex, the other, you know, the other editor, probably five or six emails in the course of like, I don't know, a couple months, no response. Um, and I, and I told him I'll do it for free. I was like, I'll do it for free. All your channels, nothing. And I was just like, I mean, if, if if, I'm not just some 18 year old trying to, to get something like I'm, you know, I would say I'm a little bit better than the average 18 year old. Um, sometimes age automatically have judgments. That's what I dealt with a lot when I was doing sales the past three years, I started when I was like 19. So people were like, like you're a kid like what am i gonna 100 so. yeah age is, age is just irrelevant and i'm starting to see that even more when i'm like when i'm seeing like 15 16 year olds making more than me and i'm just like holy shit like how are you doing it and i want to learn from them um you said you were doing sales what, what what were you doing like before tiktok yeah the past three years um i did door-to-door sales we only did it in the summer it was for pest control um, we started with, we started with this small company. I just heard about it from one of my like high school friends. It was a startup company. The first year of the whole company, no one really knew what they were doing. Like two people had done it before. We were kind of just like out there, like not the best training, not the best anything, but it was really fun. Me and my best friend cash, we actually, we saw the potential of the business and the business model. And we literally tried to start our own pest control company. Oh, God. For our first year. Like, we literally didn't even do that good. We both got, like, 100 accounts, like, which is, like, very average. And we started our own company. I kind of took care of, like, the whole, um, like, business side of it. And then he built the whole team. So he built, like, a 25-man team, like, recruited people. And then I did like, all the pest control tests and, like, the licenses for, like, pesticides and, like, all this stuff. And a month before we were going to launch COVID hit, that was 2020. And we lived in LA. So like we invested like 10 to 15 grand into this business. And obviously in LA, it was everywhere. It was crazy. But especially here, we were like, okay, that completely demolished the entire plan. So we actually last second kind of abandoned everything and went back to that old company because they work in Florida. So over in Florida, it's a little more uh, like COVID as like crazy or at least in people's minds. So we went back out there and I think everything happens for a reason, sincerely. Like if we did start that business, it was something you're locked into for five, six, seven years. And it's like in the, in hindsight, it's not something I would have been, would have liked doing that long. But anyways, it worked out we did really well our second year and then our third year last year was my last year and we ended up joining it got serious at that point we realized that it's literally like a sports league like door-to-door sales there's all these teams across the country all different players and contracts and companies and so we were like why the good thing about that league though you can just see what team is the best and join the best team (laughs) so we saw that who the best people were in the whole industry. We we reached out to him. His name was Drew Hansen. And he had just broken the record. He was the first person to ever do a million dollars in revenue in one summer. So we were like, that's our guy. So we hit him yeah. up. We had a really good relationship with him. And um, we ended up being on his team. Like he, he liked us a lot. So he's like, I want you guys on my team. So we spent all of 2021 knocking with him and then he beat his own record in front of us so we literally got to witness this dude like go crazy so that was a really good experience i learned a ton like doing door-to-door sales it was very difficult but um and that's where i kind of i wanted to start tiktok i kind of took a risk and like let that go and was like i saved up a decent amount of money to where like i could not have income for five or six months and just go all in on something so that's what really gave me the freedom to kind of like just test something out that obviously doesn't produce income right away. Um, and it's working out pretty well. I'm really glad. I so did now, it. so now you're not, you're not working anywhere. You're, you're just doing TikTok no. right now. No. Yeah. I'm just doing TikTok. I'm trying to start like some online businesses, like some different things, but 
um, and trying to figure out. I've asked you a few times how to like monetize some of the stuff I'm doing. I'm not too sure where I'm really going with stuff, but yeah, we're just we're just testing stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, the life improvement and kind of like uh, I mean, I, I would say that we're we're pretty much in the same niche in uh, in terms of like my Stone Fredrickson account. Um, yeah. it's hard to monetize because it's like there's a huge stigma in that kind of space of like um, you know selling a course or uh, like if you, you know if you do why are you teaching people like that type of thing yeah. yeah and you know yeah like if you do like a a one-on-one meeting it's like you you don't even know what to what to expect or what to say you know and especially if they come out out of left field with something that you were just not prepared for at the end of the day you're not a therapist here you're, you're yeah. just a guy on tiktok so i mean i could you know i could totally yeah i kind of relate to that i think the one one thing that um that you could do is, is really build, uh, right now you don't own your audience. So yeah. like your main priority should be to try to own your audience as best as you possibly can. And one of the ways that you can do that is obviously by collecting emails and phone numbers, but doing some sort of like discord or Facebook group, getting them in there. And then you can even do an exclusive, um, kind of membership to where you, you know, maybe you're, you're going in there once a month or you're, you, you, you know, do podcasts or things like that. I think one thing that you can really leverage and that what I've done is uh, the networking that comes along with building a fo- a huge following on TikTok. You've probably already seen it. I mean, just like yeah. with the, the people that like follow you, connect with you. Um, so it could be starting a podcast. It could just be bringing people into the group and having exclusive like calls and, you know, webinars, whatever it may be. Um, and then make, you know, building an online business around that. But it's tricky too, because it's like, you know, how old are you? I just turned 24. Yeah. Shit. You're still super young. You know, I'm 18, you're 24. It's like, while we're we're pretty knowledgeable and like uh pretty smart in terms of TikTok and you know maybe uh, learn a lot about you know life success wealth we don't have 10 plus years of experience so we're not technically an expert um yeah. and so it's like you know if you get on a phone with a 35 year old or 30 year old it's like you know you can't really you can't really uh relate to them uh, of course, you can, you can give them valuable advice, and I'm sure you and I both would. Would, but it's like it gets to a point where it's like, okay, what what advice could I possibly give this guy that he hasn't heard or or that he that he can't hear online from a Gary Vee or a Grant Cardone or someone like that? Um, so it's tricky. It's it, it really is. I think brand deals will will definitely come big for you. Uh, affiliate links, things like that. I mean, you have over a hundred thousand followers, so I definitely wouldn't be charging less than a thousand bucks per post. Um, and when it comes to brand deals, like I would really focus on a long-term relationship. So, um, and, and rates like there's no set rate, like rates depend on the brand that's coming at you. So if the brand is, uh, you know, let's say an Acorns, Charles Schwab, Coinbase, a brand that you really want to work with, Audible, Amazon, you're going to reduce that, uh, that rate down to like two, three, four, five hundred dollars um, or maybe not even any money. Just get that on your portfolio and maybe get free Audible for life or, you know, uh, enhanced affiliate commissions, whatever the case may be, or free products, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass, but, um, do right now, like Amazon affiliate is the only way I've monetized so far, just having people buy books and stuff. But that's what caught my ear. I was like, is that a thing? Maybe. I (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess they could, uh, but you know, doing that and then, um, I would like, but if it's a, if it's a brand that like never heard of, you probably don't want to work with charge, obviously over a thousand dollars. If it's a mid brand, then charge anywhere between seven fifty to a thousand. Um, but what you really want to do is shoot for a long-term uh, relationship because the kind of the average rate, uh, is, is like seven posts in order to convert. And so you can utilize that measure 
measurement to say, okay, I don't want to have some one-off transaction because then it will be less beneficial for me because I won't get, you know, uh, the, the results. It will be less beneficial for you because you won't get the results. And it will be less beneficial for my audience because they'll think I'm a sellout for getting this one-on-one, tra- uh, um, transaction and so let's make this like a a, a, you know a partnership and do multiple deliverables per month or once per month for three to six months and then you can reduce that rate to 750 500 instead of a thousand dollars per deliverable and you're getting paid more up front and then also when you have that rate tie a cpm or affiliate link in place so that way if that video does go viral you can get compensated so the cpm like do 10 or $20 per thousand views or per thousand views after five or 10,000 views, whatever the case may be. Um, but I would have no limit too. And then, and so that way they can kind of think about it. I personally have two rates. So I'll have a flat fee rate that is usually much higher than the other rate. Um, and the other rate is just like a, a flat fee with the CPM, but it's like $50 per thousand views. So now they have to do the calculations of like, okay, where do we think this video is going to land? Is it going to get 10,000 views, 5,000 views? But what if it gets 500,000 views? Now we're, yeah. now we're paying them a shit ton of money. Um, yeah. So it's it's give and take there. A lot of people don't like the CPM, so they don't. And then, But then, they're, then they relate to the flat fee, which is uh, more upfront. So, I mean, like Fair. brand deals is one of those things where you just have to – you have to put in your reps, you know, like – uh, you have to let the market price yourself. And then after you do a couple, you're like, okay, every single time I throw out this number, I get, ne- I get negotiated back and it's good to have that nega- negotiation. I always say, if you throw out a number and they accept right away, you didn't charge enough. True. So, yeah. No, that's good advice. Especially. Yeah. I like that fact with the CPM stuff. Yeah. yeah I- to just start putting myself out there and like you said reps that's always what it is it's like i don't know why i haven't really accepted any brand deals there's been one good one that related perfectly to my audience because i talk a lot about books it's like it was one of those apps that does the like summaries of books like 15 minute whatever and they reached out and i think i accepted it like on the tiktok app but um i don't think they oh, followed the creator marketplace yeah, marketplace. I don't know. Do you use marketplace? What are, What are your thoughts? On no, that? I mean, I tried doing that a couple times, and the brands were were like, "All right, we'll we'll give you two hundred dollars for this video," and I'm like, "Poof, yeah, right." You know, and it's it's just like I get it. TikTok's taking thirty percent of whatever you earn or whatever it is, but like, so, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, TikTok's definitely taking a commission off of it. Um, I heard that. I heard it on some girl's video she had a good amount of followers i wanted to see if you think it's true um but she said once she signed up for the marketplace that it like affected her view count and affected engagement i don't know if you've heard anything about that no i mean yeah a lot of people say that with the uh, creator fund too and um i mean i have two accounts that are both in the creator fund both I mean right now they're not performing well but a lot of a lot of people's accounts and uh, are not performing well um, but I think a lot of people just use that as an excuse. You know, I don't, I don't think there's a, a definite relationship to it. Um, you know, it's like t- TikTok, the, and it doesn't even make sense. It's like TikTok wants y- your videos to perform well. Um, yeah. I had this one client uh, that I, well, I mean, I didn't sign him yet, but he he emailed me and he he was like, I accidentally promoted a post because one of my friends told me that, but I heard that it might uh, ruin my account. And I'm like, well, it's never a good idea to promote a post. It's never a good idea or like it's never a good idea to like do ads uh, for the most part because TikTok wants to help you and they want you to help them. They want you to put out valuable content that's going to keep people on the platform and they want to match with an audience to do best with to incentivize you to keep creating content and for people to, you know, stay on the platform and keep engaging with your content. And it's like the cycle. That's the whole goal. Will kind of take people off. They're redirecting someone to some other website. Yeah, I mean, like an ad. Your an ad is basically you're doing the work. Uh, you're doing the work that the algorithm does, and you're paying them. It's like I don't know if you've ever done Facebook ads, but um, if when you do Facebook ads, there's there's a good amount of money that you have to spend in the beginning in order to collect data for your Facebook uh, pixel. So that way you can do lookalike audiences or, you know, just gain more knowledge in terms of 
what the hell, you know, the people that are coming to your website are interested in. Mm-hmm. TikTok, all of that, that whole process is already built in with TikTok and it's at scale for free. That's why Facebook ads is, is getting demolished and because of iOS 14 and a bunch of, you know, data, you know, complications. But like, um, yeah, I mean, like TikTok, every every post that you make, it's sending it out to a small initial group of people and collecting data of those people you know, what they're interested in, what they're not and where they should place your next video. So, I mean, it's like, it's like, why screw with the algorithm? You know, like the only thing that you can really control in terms of TikTok is how many times you're posting and, uh, how your post is like, and, and we'll get into TikTok right now because you do it phenomenally. Like the way you structure a, a post is, um, is really unique because it's like, not you don't steal value because you, you yeah, ma- ma- majority of your videos are around books. You don't steal value because you give credits, but you put the main focus of the value in the beginning. You know, like um, you'll put like a main I, core. Bobby, th- I swear, there was a point that changed my content where I think it was just a video of you, like oh something that's going off right now or something like trending right now is just like value off bat like not even explaining like oh i read this book and this is what i blah 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 these are the three yeah. things i found just immediate value and i started doing that and i saw a really good engagement off that so yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because i swear i got that off coach stone let's go yeah i mean i well i mean like how did how did you get into content how did you get into books how did you get into content creation if you were just doing like door-to-door sales and all that well dude i Right after I graduated high school, I like the thing about success. A lot of people, I feel like it's so obvious, but sometimes the obvious things are like they go over our head because we just like cliche things and all this. Like we hear them so much, they go over our head. But like paying attention is the easiest way to gain success, right? Like if you want to live a certain life, see 99% of people, someone's already done what you want to do, right? So it's like look at those people and copy exactly what they do. Like, stop listening to your parents if your parents don't live the life you want. Like, they have good intentions, but it's like, Facts. they're, and it's not their fault. It's just what they know. And like, so you just, so I would just start studying. Like, I would see these people with cool cars. I've always wanted to be like an entrepreneur. So I'd like see people who own businesses and like travel and all this. And like, I kept seeing people talk about, okay, I read a lot. I'm like, okay, so I need to start reading. I meditate. I'm like, meditation sitting there and breathing like i don't know what value that has but these people saying it so i'm gonna try it turns out it's really cool like whatever like it helps with discipline and all this stuff so when i graduated high school i read there's three books that i read i looked up i literally just looked up the top 10 best-selling self-help books ever right and three the three that caught my eye were seven habits of highly effective people how to win friends and influence people and think and grow rich so those were the first three books I read. My mind was blown. Like I felt like I had learned more in those three books than my entire four years that I just spent in high school. So I was like, I what the heck? That, that's really what put me on the path of like personal development and like really seeing like what the world is. Like I feel like when you graduate high school is really when you're like, holy crap, this is the real world. Um, so that kind of put me on the path of personal development and really got me into it. Um, and then as far as content creating, I felt like I always like had that, like I would always have these little desires, but I never saw myself like doing dancing videos or entertainment or like, I just didn't know what to put. Like I lived in a house with six of my best friends. We would always talk about it, but we would just never do it. Um, and then I've also always just had that like eye for like photography and like videography. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's mm-hmm. like, you just kind of have that eye where like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like this artsy like thing. So I've always kind of had that. So with those three things kind of like combining, um, I really just like sent it and it was so hard for me at first. Like if you go down to my first videos, my first week on TikTok, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to start posting. I'm going to post every day. My first week was literally like text on screen, like B roll just with music in the back, whatever. And then I finally like manned up. Like I just ordered a mic. I was like, all right, all I need, I just need like a mic. Like, and sometimes, and there's so many people that you don't. So don't let that hold you back. If someone's watching this, like wants to create, like just send it. Like your phone has a microphone. But I was like, 
I use you've seen my content, like how I do the yeah. far like camera with the mic. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get a mic. So when that came in, I finally did my first video, and it was actually about that. The first three books I read that I just mentioned, um, and that video kind of got some traction. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So like I just kept at it, and now you don't even think about it. Like posting, talking, like it just yeah. becomes. It's just like every fear, like attacking it is the best way to kill it. And that's, that's what you do. What, uh, if, if, if you can remember, like what got you over that hump of like posting? Um, I like, there's, there's a few things that like are all combined, but the one thing I like specifically remember, like the day before I post my first video talking, I actually made a video about it. I literally made a to do, uh, not a to do list, a, pros and cons list <laughs> and i like put all the pros and cons of starting tiktok and like providing content and stuff and on my con side i wrote down like massive judgment vulnerability like and there was one other thing like you know all the obvious stuff and then on the pro side i wrote down like you know providing valuable content to people connecting with high value men and women I was like judgment. I wrote down like judgment is inevitable. Like it really does not matter at all. No matter what you do, you're going to be judged by anyone. And I literally wrote a list and there was like seven things on the pro side, three things on the con side. And something that always helped me, like I would, I would literally look up videos of like people talking about it. And it, the thing that always helps me is just like, we're floating on a spinning rock flying through outer space no one cares. <laughs> yeah. i think about that i really like it really just puts it in perspective and that's when i just sent it and posted it and and then the the like traction and stuff really like gave me confidence and i just like yeah. kept that and it's yeah, just about vision it's like okay i'm gonna do this no matter what i mean i know you were kind of like this at the beginning too you're like okay three posts no matter what which is awesome i started with like one a day for the first week and then went up to like two a day for the next like three weeks but um yeah, it's just this, it's deciding that you like want to change, you know. I love that. I uh I I don't I don't think I I made it on a on a like piece of paper, but like I made it in my head of pros and cons and yeah, very similar pros and cons. But the 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 positive definitely outweighed the the cons because um I, I was when I started I was like junior year in in, in high school, so I had some some time uh, to get judged. And, yeah. uh, I, I dude, just told that, myself, sorry to interrupt, what? but that, dude, that's even harder because like, that's one of the biggest things. So when you're starting creating content, it's like the people, you know, in your life, right? Like Instagram is sometimes harder for me to post something. Cause like everyone I know follows me, TikTok, bunch of random people. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, all my old people in high school, like are going to see my post. You're literally going to school every day. So it's like when yeah. you're putting yourself out there it's like way more vulnerable so that's total props like yeah well i mean i like uh what i said was so i i was similar like i uh got got really interested in like uh investing building wealth compound interest crypto so fascinated about it. i was like holy shit everyone needs to be taking advantage of this everyone needs to be getting at least a, a job and putting away a couple hundred bucks um and well before that i was really big into e-commerce and filled tremendously at that and so yeah that's you. that's yeah that's why i got uh that's why i got big into in, into money and i was like oh shit i i can work a minimum wage job make 800 bucks a month and invest all of it and retire in 30 years fuck yeah i'm gonna do that um <laughs> uh, and so i did that and then i was like why aren't why isn't anyone else doing this and everyone was like oh where are we going to eat where are we doing this where are we going to spend money where are we shopping and i'm like you guys are so i didn't say this but I was like, you guys are so dumb. Like, like money is time. Like when you go and you get, you know, your little Starbucks coffee, you are, you are taking away your time. Um, and it's just like a different thought process. And so I was like, all right, it would be really rude for me to go up to him and say this. So I'm just going to create content. Um, and the impact of me saying this is more important than me getting judged because in a year and a half from now, I'm probably not even going to talk to these kids. And you know what? It's been uh, like a month or two when I, since I've graduated, I've maybe talked to 10, 15 people. Um, yeah. And that's it, you know? And so now I'm like, 
I'm really on, you know, that next stage of like judgment is just not even near it. And then I think uh, performance is obviously a huge motivator. Um, but I, like, I, I looked at your account in the beginning and you were just trying new shit. You were trying the B roll on the text and you were trying different sceneries and forms and structures of content. And then you, you finally, you know, started talking from the camera, got a little bit more engagement. I think you, you really real, uh, realized that then you started to do a couple more and then you really took off when you were, you were inspiring people to read and the way you articulated how beneficial reading is, I think was super, uh, just fantastic. It was, it, but that's, that's key with content. It's like, it's, it's a, a huge core, like skill is perspective. It's knowing who you're talking to, what they need, what they want, their daily habits and how they would like that value that you're talking about best articulated for them to consume it. And you just consumed it. Are you articulated it in a way to where it's just like, if you don't read, it's you are super dumb. Like the fact that you said it, uh, books are like, uh, you know, I, I forgot the exact terminology, but you basically said like the most powerful thoughts are in books. So why not read them? Like there's a reason why books from 300 years ago are still relevant for from today or, you know, till today. And so that even got me more motivated to read. And I'm not m too much of a reader, you know, and I'm like, I'll read, I'll, I'll read one book probably uh, for a couple months, but I'll read it a couple times because I like to consume that and like execute on it. And uh, occasionally I won't move on to the next chapter unless I've executed on something in that chapter. So like uh, how to win friends and influence people. One of the chapters was like uh, remembering people's names. And there was like tactics of remembering people's names, saying it multiple times in your head. And uh, when I realized that when I was networking at first, like in person in New York uh, for a stand event, I was like, holy shit, remembering people's names is actually really hard when you're meeting multiple people. Um, and I was like, but it's so important because it's like the, the most important word in the English vocabulary. Um, and so when I executed that, I moved on to the next chapter, but yeah, man, I mean, like I, I'm super curious on like what kind of what your mindset was when going into the content of like, uh, were you really focused on like growing it? Were you focused on impacting it? Were you focused on making money? Were you focused on like, like what, what was like the, the core kind of focus? Definitely impact. And that's because that's something I learned when I mentioned um, the two companies that I did sales for as far as the startup company versus uh, the big company was their mindset. And it was just so relevant how the first company, it was more focused on money and like making money and how much money can we get out of everyone and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I talked with the owners of the second company, it's, it's always just about this like a vibe, right? It's always a feeling. We're very smart intuitively as humans. And it was just like their whole, like, uh, whatever, their whole thing for their whole company is, I'm like blanking on the word, but um, it's just impact. And it's just yeah. like so focus on the person and not the dollar that they could get out of them. And it's just something you felt. So that has like, that's a reason why I love that company so much. And like, I still would do anything for those guys is because how much they impacted me. And like, and, and that's, that's the funny thing. When you focus on that, you'll make more money in the long run. So it's like, but yeah, definitely just impact. And that was my thing. Like my, that was my first video that blew up. The books are a cheat code and like it's yeah. other people's thoughts and you take them. And that's what was so cool because yeah, most of my content is just like, kind of bringing books to TikTok, things I learned and all this. But that video was my own like idea that I had had for like months before I started posting before whatever. I had like told my friends that I'm like, guys, your thoughts create your reality. And like books are literally just a collection of a bunch of thoughts from smart people. So you could just like take their thoughts, put them in your head. Like, and that's why I was like, just so hyped in that video and people could feel it. And like, I feel like people could just feel my genuine, like love for reading and, wanting to help them read like i say in the video i'm like i don't care if you read or not it's not gonna change my life at all like the reason i'm freaking so hyped about this is to change your life and and that's another thing when um when people are like sometimes people will comment if i like i have amazon uh affiliate links on amazon where like if i tell someone about a book i'm like yo 
Here's how you download it for free if you want, but if you want the physical copy of it, you guys can use my link and like whatever. And I tell people like I literally get like 40 cents from yeah. you buying a book. Books are like $10. I make like 4% commission. And some of those people still get offended like, oh, this is just an ad. He just wants you to like buy a book. <laughs> like, dude, like what's way more valuable than me getting 40 cents out of you buying that is you actually reading the book and then coming back and like DMing me on Instagram, like, yo, Drew, I read that book you told me about. It's freaking changing my life. It's changing my whole yeah. perspective. Like, that's obviously way, way more valuable than 40, 50 cents on an 100%. affiliate. Well, and yeah. It's, and it's like, uh, that's literally a, a Starbucks coffee or, you know, uh, your next t shirt or whatever. It's like, for sure. It, you know, it, I like it. it it does bother me that like people are not willing to invest in themselves, uh, but they're just willing to go out and just spend money on quote unquote entertainment or fun or whatever. But yeah. It, but it's like, you know, the thing about that too, it's like people will go out to parties and everything. And, uh, 90% of the time they have their phone out videotaping everything. I'm like, did you really have fun? Because if you, if you've actually had fun, if you've actually had a fun night, you've, you've totally forgotten that you had a phone. Hundred like, percent. Like you're just not even thinking about it because you're living in the moment. You you just you love what's going on. You're loving who you're with. You you just love the vibe. Um, but ninety percent of the time, I just see people like you know because it's all popularity contests. You know, uh, from from majority of people's lives, a lot of people are still living in high school. You know, that's like the highlight of their their life. Um, and it's just like God, like if. And, People, and you're right. It's like your thoughts do create your realities because your thoughts are, you know, are tied to your belief system and your belief system are tied to your actions and, and, and your choices. And so it's like everything is rooted from your thoughts. And it's like that's what you can control. And then you could also control your actions. It's like those are the only two things that you can control in life. And if you like optimize those, you'll create your own fucking reality. Um, and people yeah. just don't know what they're missing out on. It's like once at least for me like and a lot of people it's easier with audiobooks and all this stuff but once i like i literally got addicted to learning all this stuff and that's why i give you props where you're like okay i don't go on to the next books or next chapters till i implement it that's something i'm bad at a lot of the time i like reading eight books at once because like i get so addicted to like learning all this cool stuff i'm just like oh the my jaw God. dropping moments yeah literally and um now i've I've gotten better at forcing myself to like do that where I like take notes, implement things and like actually stop myself, take notes because the first 10, 15 books I read, I would just like blow through them, not take any notes. And like, you're, you don't remember, but you remember maybe like 5% of what you read type thing. So yeah. I'm a lot better at that, but I got yeah. a, I got a Kindle. And, uh, when I, when I'll, I'll highlight a particular, uh, you know, like a quote or something, and uh, I've, I've set my Kindle up with this like new newsletter automation thing and, and my Notion. So every highlight will get in my Notion uh, database, but it would also get in this – it will get in this like newsletter that will send me a newsletter once a week and it randomizes five different quotes from all the, all the books that I read. Um, and so I'll, I'll – I'll, you know, I'll read that and I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. Like, that's good. That's good. You, you know, that, bro, I, yeah, I'm trying to like set aside the time to dial in notion. Cause like, that's my, that's my type of shit. Dude. It's okay. I, organization shit like that, like automated every, I'm like, dude, I need to learn that. And I just haven't set aside the time to actually dial in all the templates and I don't even know how to use it, but that, that is what I need. That is where I, yeah, I, uh, it was confused. It was, it was really confusing at first, but, um, what, what I did was I would just, I would just go in there and play around with it. Cause I just knew that I had to be in there more. Like the more time I was in there, I would get it. Yeah. Um, and I was frustrated. I was like, I just want to build, like, I just want everything to look perfect. Like, and I know exactly how I want it, but I don't know how to create it. Yeah. Um, so I'd watch a shit ton of like you, uh, YouTube videos I would get other people's templates and like reorganize them and shit. And then finally I really got the gist of it. And I was like, okay, now I really understand. Like I can add this here. I can add another copy of this view here or whatever it is. Um, and now that I got the hang of it, I, it's so fun. Like, it, like everything in terms of 
organization you could put in there and you could like also with the with Zapier like everything to do with my business is tied so like um meeting notes meeting transcriptions are going into the profile of my client and so like I can go through and what we've looked at what we haven't looked at like everything uh my email nurture sequence goes through it and it's it's nuts um but yeah, if you're listening, watching, by the way, if you want my Notion templates, just uh, check out that check out that link in my profile. Um, <laughs> but uh, I downloaded yeah. the store. Yeah, um, I heard you mentioned Zapier. What it? What is that? Or what so Zapier's like a it, it's like an automation tool. So like it, it integrates through a, like. Google, Gmail, Dropbox, Zoom, uh, any, any app, you name it, they have it. Notion, uh, Google Doc, Google Form, everything. I'm trying to um, figure out how to use it. What do, you, what do you automate in it? You said meeting notes when you have with people? Yeah, so I, I, I automate a shit ton of things. So basically it's like action. So uh, when an action thing happens, or no, when, when a zap happens, it's called, then or no sorry uh like yeah i think it's a zap and then you you can put an a- a- action so with when something okay. happens something else can happen so when someone submits a free 15 minute meeting application in my uh email sequence i have it set to where those responses get sent into my notion database and so um you know when when it's submitted it'll automatically like uh organize them and put them in to the, my notion. Um, same thing with like when someone buys something off my stand store, I have an integration through ConvertKit, my email sequence platform, yeah. to send them emails, you know, a day after um, or at this particular time. And then I also have it set to where when I when I'm done with a meeting, that's uh, a, an email is sent to the client. And then there's a type form in there. And when they fill out the type form for like a testimonial or response or um, kind of like feedback, those responses go back to my notion. And then every now and then I'll go through my notion and be like, oh, this is a great response. Let's put this into our new media kit or into our new, you know, stand website for an- another testimonial or whatever. So it's uh, just a lot of it's automi- uh, automated. That's funny. I need that stuff. And I didn't actually know you said you run an agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you people on TikTok, and I thought you just did stuff on the side. How many like clients do you have? How like, or how do you make? Do you make money through like other people's brand deals that they get, and you you're like an agent for them, or is it like? No, yeah. So it's it's really all consulting, and uh, I have a creative side, okay. but I'm, I'm I, I, that's like not really my huge focus. So like the creative side would just be like if someone's on YouTube but not on TikTok. We'll clip up their YouTube content or their podcast content, put it on their TikTok and manage their TikTok or just edit videos for them. Um, the, the consulting side is like meeting with you, reviewing your account, um, you know, going over the little things, but also the big things. Um, but the, my whole core thing is, is developing the creator uh, rather than just like uh, telling them what to do. It's like developing the creator, uh, coaching them up to become like a world class creator, like how to be authentic, how to stay consistent, uh, how to develop perspective, like how to gain clarity on like who you want to be known for, what content you want to create, how to like utilize every, um, you know, creative tool to your advantage to express your creativity and how you want to articulate this, this value rather than just saying, okay, what is, what do you, what do you want to make a video around? Okay, great. Here's the hook. Here's the body. And here's the call to action. That's super structured. Yeah. So future problems, they can solve themselves. Not really like you don't have to be there. The whole, their whole, it's like, it's like a good doctor or a (laughs) physical therapist, like a physical, a good physical therapist is going to say, I don't want to see you in three weeks. I go want to get you out of here. It's the same thing with here. It's like, I don't want to see you more than 36 months. I mean, depending on the algorithm, you know, a year from now, it would probably be a year because the, the competition is just rapidly growing on TikTok. But, um, yeah, that's basically it. And it's like, um, yeah, like I'll, right now I'm, I'm really in a stage of like, uh, scaling. I made a huge investment, um, into a, a big, good, you know, program and, uh, mentorship, 
And I, I'm really just trying to, to focus on funneling it, scaling it, uh, and, and, and taking me out of the delivery process of the value because that's, it's not scalable. I mean, right now, uh, the only way my clients get value is when we, when they meet with me. There's no, there's no like worksheets. There's no, there's not a course. There's nothing like that. So it's like um, implementing that, implementing like a, a membership or a community aspect to it. But I want to do it right, you know. And and I think investing into a mentor or in a program or in a course is a great idea. Uh, like I, I think I'll make. I'm still deciding if I want to make a video on this risk that I took um, or not. But people could not fathom how much money I spent on this. And it it, it it bothers me when they're like, oh, you're selling you're selling a two hundred dollar course or I'm not selling it. But like when someone else is selling it, oh, you're selling a two hundred dollar yeah. course or a thousand dollar course. It's like that thousand dollars is probably going to be the best investment you've ever make. But yet you're going to college and spending a hundred grand for something that you're probably never going to use. It's just like it, it blows my mind. Um <laughs> But yeah. that hundred grand, I uh, pay over thirty years. Like, okay, good, good idea. No, and yeah. I think you have the perfect mindset around it because when someone hears that, and like, I bet some people will think like, oh, well, Stone, that's dumb because then your creators aren't going to use you, and they'll just they'll just like figure it out themselves. But it's like you have the perfect mindset because when you exactly when you focus on the person and just impacting them and helping them rather than keeping them keeping little things hidden from them so they keep you longer like you're gonna get way better testimonials way better like everything and it's just yeah. the impact is always in the long run gonna make you more money so like that's that's really good to hear a lot of people don't understand that yeah it's all transparency and i, and I mean like there's there's so many people in the market uh to where you know, yeah, having recurring clients is good. And um, I do, I, I do have recurring clients, you know, I run them through a journey. And there's, there's particular things that we do in uh, different packages than the other packages. So um, I have recurring clients, but they're not recurring all the time. And they're not going to stay with me forever. And that neither they should, you know, it's so it's like, uh, there's well, over there's millions and millions of people, you know, so the fact that like, you know, if someone were to say that, like, that's smart, that's not smart, you want them to stay with you for as long as as possible, where it's like, uh, not necessarily, because then they won't be getting the results. And then they'll leave, and then you won't get that testimonial. Um, so it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's a give and take, and it's different for every business. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm curious, though, it's like, uh, you, you got this, you got this fame overnight. I mean, you know, kind of similar to me, but not as, um, I mean, I didn't get it as, as big as you. I mean, what a hundred thousand followers in less than 45 days. I mean, that's, that's nuts. Um, let's first go into like, how did you grow that? Cause I'm curious. Cause I didn't do it in 45 days. I probably did it in like 60, 70, but, uh, how did you, how did you do it? Um, so like the technical side, and I actually, you might've seen the video I posted yesterday. I just posted a video on like the reason it happened, which I guess I'll start with and, um, and then get into kind of the tactics. But I talked about this video that I was sent about four years ago from one of my mentors I consider now when I was living in Hawaii. And he put me on one of these personal development guys that's really slept on. A lot of people don't know about him or talk about him his name is miles monroe and it was this video about leading ed leading edge leadership and he just talks about how like everyone's a leader everyone has a gift inside them that they're born with everyone's like a seed right and like every seed has a tree inside it it's just like if that seed sits on the tile floor for 90 years you're never gonna see it so like he he really talks about your gift making room for you in this world and that's just something even though all the things I learned and forget, like that's one of the things that always stuck in my head. And I genuinely believe, like we were kind of talking about earlier, like when you really align yourself with your gift and with your passions, like it really opens up a lot of opportunities. So like I said, like my, what I've learned about myself the past few years is that my favorite thing in the world is art. And art is like anything you can create. So not just like paintings and sculptures, but like, speaking music fashion movies like i love all these things so me being able to combine books 
speaking and videography all into one thing, I think it really just opened up a lot mm. of opportunities and God is kind of just like blessing it for me. Yeah. Um, technically though, I, I really paid attention to what other people were doing. I kind of just sent it, but as I like was going, like you see all the biggest creators like using subtitles with like colorful words. So I'm like, okay, let me put subtitles with colorful words. Like, let me have, I saw everyone do like fast cuts and stuff. So I really focused on like my editing where like, and I figured this out kind of over time as I got better, but like zooming in and out, like you don't have to have a professional camera guy, like, like zooming in and out like you can edit it where it's like all these different cuts and angles and kind of keeps people's attention because that's the main thing right like especially with the hooks right getting people's attention and marketing is also one of my favorite things that i've been interested in so i've already learned stuff and being in sales like i've learned how to keep people's attention how to speak with certain tonalities and down pitching Mm -hmm. and up so there's a lot of technical stuff to it Um, other than that, I mean, I just know the one rule everyone knows is just consistency. So that's, that was just a undebatable, like thing for me, like no matter what you're putting up a video every single day, it doesn't matter what day, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a five second video with text on the screen. There's been a few days where it's like 11 PM and I like forgot to post or I was like at Disneyland or something. And I'm like, all right, I got to throw something up. But so my first week was literally just one post a day. Um, I actually have the numbers. I can't remember exactly, but within my first, um, week or two, I was at like 10,000 followers or something or 15,000, like something retarded. Um, but then after that, I was like, okay, this can really be something. So the next three weeks I did two posts a day and eventually I went back down to one post a day just because I was trying to monetize other online businesses and trying to really focus on stuff. And I've still just been doing one post a day. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm trying to think, but it's really about just like paying attention and I follow people like you, you know, other like creators who like help TikTok accounts and they give a lot of good advice on like just technical things that you wouldn't think about. Um, but it really comes down to like the value you're providing. And this isn't something I just started to, I started TikTok two months ago, but like I said, I started reading when I graduated high school six years ago. So I've had like all these cool ideas that I've learned over the years and I just needed someone to kind of like share it with. Um, but those are kind of, I feel like I'm yeah. trying to think anything else, but those are like the main things I feel like. Oh yeah. So many great points there. Um, starting off with, with what you said in the beginning when, you know, your, your, your passion kind of just met, you know, um, kind of TikTok, and you, you really just, you know, dove into it. And um, I, I 100 in, in like your, your whole kind of world opened up and I completely agree with you. I think when passion um, meets business, the whole world opens up. And that's why I'm, that's why I think we're, we're seeing a lot uh, more young entrepreneurs uh, and a lot more young creators because a lot of uh, young creators are, they, they realize that they can create content around whatever they like doing. And then once they have such a huge audience, they understand that they can leverage that audience to create a business. And so now they're more motivated to pursue business. Um, so that I think is, is, is huge. You know, a lot of people are like, how are you such big into business as an 18 year old? It's like, well, my passion met it. And I I was just, yeah, I was like, kind of just a business is kind of like a hard concept for people to get around. And that's why I feel like a lot of people fear it and are automatically just like okay i'll go to college i'll figure out what job will kind of align best for me even though you can literally start with social media you can literally start a business around any passion you want but that's, Other- it, it's comfort it's, it's comfort drew i mean they don't they don't they don't want to take the risk of starting their life at 18 and they don't know what the hell to do and so they're just gonna they're gonna postpone it they're just gonna be like you know what this is something i don't need to worry about don't need to you know, so so they're, they're waiting again until their back is completely against the wall, which is really <laughs> unfortunate, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like I think to an extent when when people make huge jumps in their life, their back was against the wall. And I think my back was against the wall, but like in a different way, you know, like um, it was covid. I didn't know like really what to do with my life. Uh, people were staying home, couldn't socialize. 
And then I saw my dad like working his ass off on the couch. And I was like, holy shit, I, I should be the one working, not him. And same with my mom. And so I was like, that was kind of like my back against the wall. I was like, Nice. dead zero and and then i just had to really build up um and then another good point that you said was was marketing and i think marketing the foundation of marketing is just knowing people is knowing people knowing tonalities is knowing how to communicate with people is perspective uh it's market it's just marketing you know and so i think a lot of people uh and you did something that i did too when i started out on tiktok was just um analyzing the, the the platform, getting on the platform, watching other people. Why are they putting text there? Why are they cutting there? What are they saying in their hooks? You know, all that type of shit. And so analyzing that, I think, is is uh, is really crucial, too. Yeah, psychology. I think marketing is so interesting to me because I found out through, like, reading books that psychology is just, like, my shit. Like, mm-hmm. just knowing how, like, thinking is the most important thing we have, like, it's it literally, I genuinely believe wow. it creates like our whole reality. So like when I started reading books, especially like how to win friends and influence people. And it, when you realize that, like sometimes people hear the titles of those books and they're like, Oh, that sounds really manipulative. And it's like, yeah, it's like, dude, if you read the books, the points are so common sense and so simple. It's like, Oh yeah. If you, if you smile, like there's a whole chapter about smiling people like you more when you smile it's like yeah okay that's not manipulative at all it's like i don't know it, it's so simple i think and- i think i think the definition of manipulation has kind of gotten uh, uh a, a bad rep i think i think manipulation can be good if it benefits both parties and you know you, you like it, when you're gassing someone up they're feeling more confident you know and so um it's beneficial for them, but it's also beneficial for you because they like you more because you're complimenting yeah. them. So it's, it's yeah. just like, you know, manipulation when you, when you, when, when people say like, Oh, that sounds really manipulative. It's like, okay, you're not, you know, holding them in a cell or, or locking yeah. them away. It's, it's, you know, you're just like, you're, you're trying to uh, figure out how you can influence people, how you can impact people. And I'm sorry, but when uh, Elon Musk's number one piece of advice uh, to teenagers and everyone is just to have a, a positive influence on society and humanity. Hey, I don't, you know, I, I, I think uh, your definition of manipulation in that context is, is pretty good. I mean, you know, so it's dude, like relationships are literally the most important thing in the world. Like you could have anything, you could have any amount of money. And it's like, if you don't have any family or friends around you, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter at all. Your life sucks. And it's like, yeah, when you're building, who doesn't want more people to like them? Who doesn't want to make someone feel more comfortable around them? Be able to talk to them easier, have stimulating conversations. It's like one of the biggest things for making friends. It's like it's not, oh, talk about the talk about their interests so you can trick them into being your friend. It's like the rule is like be genuinely interested in them. It's so easy to create conversations and really connect with someone when you really realize that their whole reality is this entire world to kind of discover. And like, they have all these moving parts in their world. And when you really like become genuinely interested in that world and like learning how they think and like what's going on, it's so easy to like have conversations and make them like you in the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I've really gained uh, a lot of empathy when I talk to people and think of them as uh, a younger kid and seeing their journey and, and just kind of like visualizing their journey. Like, like that. they're going through this journey, uh, too. And it's just like, um, this is very, very, like when you see that, it's like, it's very, very interesting. Like looking that at is- my dad and being like, he was, uh, 16, 18 once too. And he didn't know what the fuck to do. Or, you know, he was, he was clueless in this part of his life or this or that. And so it just brings a, a, a better connection. And also I think a lot of people just don't realize that, um, knowledge and connections are like the two things that are going to monetize forever. And the two things that a lot of teenagers should be focusing on more, uh, rather than just money because money will come and go. But if you have knowledge and connections, you will always figure out a way to make money. I mean, I was just talking about this with, with my dad last night. He's like, you might want to be starting to to think about a plan B, you know, what if, what if this whole, what if tomorrow TikTok shuts down? I go, that's a great question. You know what I'll do? I go to every single business around this town. 
I'd, I would reach out to every creator. I would go ham on Instagram reels. I would go ham on podcast. I would go ham on YouTube. You know, like it's, it's just, uh, when, then when you have the knowledge and the connections from there, it's just the ambition. It's just from the, it's just the work. It's just the grind. Um, but I mean, just, just kind of rotating here, uh, and kind of wrapping it up in these next few, few minutes. Um, what would you say, you know, this is a very broad question. There's probably thousands of answers to this, but what would you say is the number one piece of advice you have for people? My number one piece of advice, I love that. And I actually, it's funny. It's something that sometimes you know it, but learning is this constant, like, you need constant reminders and repetition. So I'm glad I literally read this. I got this from the Millionaire Fastlane, one of the best finance books I've ever read, if you guys want it. But the one piece of advice I'd give is, like, changing your mindset on what wealth is in this world because like if you still think wealth is money and possessions then you're just like in the matrix still and like what he told me there's three f's to wealth family basically what we're talking about all your relationships right you could have everything in the world if you don't have your relationships it doesn't matter family fitness your health right same thing all the money in the world if you're bedridden have cancer you're gonna die doesn't matter and then freedom so like, like, again, this is an extreme example, but if you're in jail or something, no freedom. A lot of people are even like imprisoned to their jobs and imprisoned to that lifestyle. So like family, fitness and freedom, that's what real wealth is. And once you realize that you're not going to do what I did when I first made some real money doing sales, I made like 60 grand in four months spent half of it on a sports car immediately justified justified it with like oh but we recruit and like it'll get more recruits like it and it was fun but like did I get more girls with it no did I like it was it was just I wasn't thinking I was thinking about the possessions and I wasn't thinking about the freedom that it would that I really needed to prioritize so that's what I, I would that. yeah that's what I would change I love that I love that man um what uh what 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 would you say is kind of like uh your one year vision for yourself? What are what are kind of your goals moving forward? Um that's also a good question. I would say I mean obviously like this this TikTok thing for me it's definitely not just like this random thing. Like when I say it's one of my passions, I love it. I can totally see myself making videos for years to come. So obviously building that audience and just positively impacting people's lives um and then i've been diving into a few other businesses i guess i don't want to expose that because it's just so early and like a bunch of mm -hmm. stuff could happen but really just again like since i found this it's awesome but i want to find something where like i've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and like really start my own business and even though a social media presence is technically its own business you know what i mean when i'm like start like a business business so it's gonna just be this next year is gonna be a lot of just like testing and like jumping into some different industries um definitely like online stuff and really finding something where i can go all in on because that's that's one thing that every successful person says it's like when you spread yourself too thin you're not gonna have any real success like i want to find something i can go all in on and really just like just get the momentum like rolling yeah. for the next years, you know? Love that. I love that, man. Uh, do you have anything for me before we close out? Any questions or anything? Any questions for stone, man, dude, <laughs> how do I get swag like you? <laughs> like those hats? Like, can you send me one? I know you, I know you get them. Uh, you get the hookups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually bought this one. I actually bought this one in Cali yeah. and, uh, I was with my brother and I was like, uh, I was like, dude, this this Black Panther one's pretty sick. And he's like, buy it. And I was like, yeah, but I can get it for free. He's like, dude, just fucking buy it. It's thirty five bucks. Because I'm so fro I'm so frugal. I'm like, yeah, yeah but that thirty five bucks, I don't know, could be a you know, I I could put that in Bitcoin or Ethereum yeah. or something. You know, it's just it's, it's like the dip. It's the dip. You know, I yeah. gotta reduce my expenses. Um, All right now. Yeah, exactly. But. I don't know, man. I, I, I need to redo my wardrobe and everything. I don't I don't really look I don't know. No, Thank you're you for the gas up, but really good yeah. meeting you, bro. When you came up to me 
because I was like, I didn't expect you there at all. Like, if, for the people that don't know, me and Stan met a few weeks ago, like in person. Me and Stan, uh, me and Stone <laughs> met at a Stan event in yeah. person. And I showed up. I didn't knew one person there. I don't even use. I don't even use Stan. Low key, hey, I'm gonna need your Stan code. I gotta switch to Stan. But um, yeah, when you came up to, I like was trying to like talk to random people, and you came up to me just like, "Yo, Drew, what the?" I was like, "Yeah." from az no but it was it was really good meeting you in person yeah likewise man it was dope yeah Yeah, i mean i could uh we could definitely chat for hours but um this was this was definitely a really good episode um experience man i was and i know i told you this before i was like kind of nervous like my first podcast like you see you guys are such a big thing now like you see everyone like doing podcasts but when you realize it's like okay it's not like we're live we're literally just having a convo it makes it, it got me so much more relaxed and I really enjoyed the conversation we had. I thought it was dope. A lot of value. Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I would definitely, uh, my piece of advice would definitely be to, to go on every podcast you could possibly can, uh, utilize the, utilize the inform uh, the, the, the audience that you built to get more PR and just to get, uh, different audiences and, and just more attention on you. I will do that. I've I turned down a few before this just because, like I said, I was focusing on other stuff. It was smaller people, but yeah. you, I cannot turn down, of course. So now that I've done yeah. one, I'll definitely keep doing it, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for both of us, our futures. I know I am too. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, dude, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for for listening and watching. Make sure you check out the links in the description. Check out Drew. Uh, and all those links, I'll link them all down in the description. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, uh, and just share it with one person. That's it. Just share it with one person. Make sure this episode gets to with one person because uh, that's that's just my goal. You know, it got to you. Let's get it to one more person. Thank you, thank you again for for watching and listening. Uh, and also, thank you, Drew, for for coming on. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.